Welcome to another episode of Peas in the Pod. Why are we peas in the pod? I really don't know. I have to ask my friend Veronica, which I hate because she always plays Catch Fire. And I will catch fire today when I play Modern Warfare with her. And other news, today I have another guest. Her name is Carla, and she is one of the most well-loved human beings on Earth. Hello, Carla. Hey, that was an amazing introduction. <laughs> Quick introduction. <laughs> How you doing? I'm okay. So I'm one of the most well-loved persons. Okay, that's nice. You must not know a lot of people. Sadness. <laughs> How's life? Oh, life in quarantine. Life is life right now. Life is that we're alive. Let's give a blessing to that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your plans before, you know, like, before, like, the virus became viral? The virus became viral. What were my plans? Uh, depending on where, what, like, what aspect are you asking? Like, work, love, family? In general, like, you know, like, what, what were you in, like, you know, your job placement? Well, like you know, I had an accident, so I was, I'm still waiting to get medically cleared to go back to work, which I love my job. Um, but yeah, mainly that, that was the, what's the big issue of my life right now. I want to go back to work, do and don't, it's a love-hate thing right now. Anything yeah. else? Anything else you had, like, you know, in mind to do or, like, accomplish? Was there, like, a specific goal or task in mind that you were, like, I'm going to do it this time and I'm not going to procrastinate no more? My driver's license. <laughs> I think that- My driver's license. I really wanted to do it. I was, like, okay, because, again, because I was, like, okay, great. I'm going to have a little bit more time to do this. I'll study. I'll do my driver's permit. And then I'll do my driving's license. I'm, like, yes, I'm going to do this. Yeah, didn't happen. I think, like, 90% of the people that I know, because my circle is small, which is 90%, basically, were going for that driver's license before the <laughs> epidemic happened. Oh, no. Uh-oh. You would think I would ha- I should have one right now, right? But no. Do you have yours? What's funny is that I was supposed to take the the retest the retake test because I failed the first time because of my big mouth and um with your road test or my road test okay yeah I was supposed to take it on March 27 I was supposed to take it again but when quarantine hit they were like okay we can't do this you know you understand why I was like all right no problem and so they were like, when this all dies down, you know, you'll be the first one to take the road test. I was like, great. Where are you going to take the road test? And well, I'm taking the classes in Sunnyside, but I decided to uh, drive in MassPath because apparently that's like a, what is it? It's a, my friend was telling me it's like a truck industry. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's better to like learn how to like, you know, do the, the, the roads, you know, the turning, you know, when they're mm-hmm. like trucks there, because, you know, especially living in New York City, you know, there's a lot of traffic. You have to be, you know, you have to have a keen eye 
you know, to do everything. So it, it was better to do the road test there. You know, I have a lot of liberty, you know, and doing what I do, especially since I already know how to drive a bit. So it was much more, you know, just, you know, getting warmed up. Well, I'm glad there's some type of responsible drivers out there because there's some drivers that should not be out on the road. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Of course, especially, you know, dickheads, you know, with uh, anger issues or like people who are rushing, you know, home just because they want to go to bed or alcoholics. But, I mean, I don't mean, get me wrong. I know sleeping is important, but dude, like a minute, it's not going to really take anything away from you. That is true. Then again, it also depends on the person. Like, I have a conspiracy theory that 80% of the people in New York got their driver's license on eBay. <laughs> Why on eBay? And tell me how, because I'm going to go get mine there. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's obvious because, you know, you can sell anything on eBay. It's like basically not manufactured like Amazon. Like, not, I think it's like not well protected. And I do mm-hmm. remember a story where a cousin of mine was telling me, oh, you know what you could get your driver's license on eBay? And I was like, what? Yeah, I'm about to Google that. Driver's license on eBay. I know you could get it in the dark web, but I don't recommend it whatsoever. Because you surfing the dark web is probably like the most weirdest, darkest. Why would, why would, what, would I, why, what would you think I would search in the dark web? Because that's the only place to get everything legit. No, but you know, you know what I mean. What kind of research do you think I'll do in the dark web? Porn. Yeah, <laughs> there's free websites. Uh, I mean, I mean, it also depends on the person's like you know view because I've seen a lot of things on the dark web. That one time I only like. Fucking, How do like, you get on the dark web? But you just Google darkweb.com? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. This was years ago. I could be wrong, but I remember. I think I typed it on Google, and it gave me instructions because I was doing, like, a political paper in mm-hmm. uh, when I was back in um, LaGuardia. It mm-hmm. was something about, I think it was, like, political issues or something like that. And a friend of mine was like, oh, I think I should do, like, a paper on conspiracy theories. Here's little old me, you know, I'm like, I want to do the conspiracy theories topic. And the kid was like, fucking dick. <laughs> and I took his topic. And then I saw a lot of things on the dark web that you shouldn't, like, see. Like, you, you could get a free kidney, uh, like, a heart. A free kidney? Yeah. How can you get a free kidney? You should sell a kidney. Damn, those shits are expensive. <laughs> you know how hard it is to have a kidney? Well, to get yeah. a kidney and then you're going to go giving it out for free? Might if you're gonna you, be doing that, might as well sell it. True, but then again, I mean, it also depends on the circumstance of like why they're giving a free kidney. You know, it could who probably has will a be... free kidney lying around in like in the room. Like, do you want a free kidney? I got a free kidney. You know how like people in Roosevelt be like, so 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 they're gonna be out there be like kidney kidney kidney. <laughs> how do you how do you have a free kidney laying around there? Like, that just doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh-huh. I do remember uh, looking in the dark web. I saw, like, how to get, like, you know, like, the fake IDs, but, like, the IDs from, like, different states. Mm-hmm. I did see that. 
Um, so, I, I mean, probably you could find, like, you know, a way to get your driver's license there. Um, I don't know if you heard also, like, it was it was kind of sad to hear. You know, the um, I forgot what, in what state it was, where there was, like, a doctor that bought special protective um, suits mm-hmm. in the hospitals because, oh, of, the, yeah, about, because yeah, of the yeah. virus. And he yeah. bought everything in the dark web. Yeah. It's like it was and... um, contrabanding. You know those N95s? Mm-mm. Those are like... Mm-mm. I'm trying to see if my, my co-worker gets me some. Like, yo, get me some N95s. Like, you know, we're out here trafficking yeah. drugs. No, we're trafficking damn mask. And, and it's sad that it has to come into that, you know, circumstance that you have to buy those type of things, which is probably supposed to be 100% guaranteed given by the federal government. But... N- Instead, you're going to the dark web to buy these type of things for your protection and your staff. I think that's the most saddest part. Mm-hmm. It is. It is because there's a lot of healthcare workers that, you know, they do this because they love it. And unfortunately, our government is not like giving them the proper PP for them so they can do their jobs. Exactly. And I feel like the dark web should be seen as, like, you know, the last resort. But then again, you know, they call it the dark web for a reason. Because, exactly. you know. But it, it, the dark web, I would think it's, like, more illegal stuff. How is it illegal to get a 95s and hazmat suits and all this, like, goggles and gloves? Well, not gloves exactly, but yeah. Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the um, the sad part about America today. Mm-hmm. America is a great and not so great place. Remember, guys, America 2020, because you can make America great again. This message oh my is gosh, sponsored shut by Cheeto. <laughs> shut up. Mr. Cockfield, um, I remember you were like, it was Mr. Cockfield, and what was the other name that you had? Oh, oh remember that? Remember that phase in, when was it? It was 2016, right? When I came up with the name? Yeah, I think so. More or less. Yeah, because that was the year Trump got elected. And, and you're then I like, came up with that. Uh, that annoying thing. Like, oh, it was so annoying. I wanted to shoot you. <laughs> I was like, from now on, you guys would call me John Cockfield. There you go. John Cockfield. That's what it was. John Cockfield, because that's an American name. You know, you get to places with that name. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get into places with a name Geo. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get into places, you know, places with John. Who do you want in your team, John? John is just uh, such a bland name. <laughs> Anyways, I mean. We, I mean, we kind of do see it coming up in 2020. I mean, the way the way the way this whole thing is going, it's kind of sad that we may see another re-election of him. Yes, he has done stupidities. Yes, he didn't, you know, 100% take you know responsibility for the virus. Yes, he didn't, you know, 100% admit that uh, there was a epidemic. He cared about his. Uh, he cares about more about money than anything else. He's, uh, he's just annoying. But no one is going to vote for Joe Biden. 
Well, if it's become Joe Biden and what's his name? Trump. Sanders pulled Sanders pulled yeah, out. Yeah, I know Sanders pulled out and it's ridiculous, you know, but he wasn't getting as much supporters financially, like not many people were donating to him as much as Biden. But I mean, I don't think there's anyone worse than Trump. I I mean Or would you sure. would you vote for Trump? If it was between Biden I, and Trump? If they're here were the you know only that. two people on the poll, who would you do vote for if you so I'd rather not even vote, honestly. Really? No. No. You cannot you know, you, not vote. You cannot not vote. I will shoot you. You know that on the um, on the ballot, um, they also say if neither candidate is a, I forgot what it says. If neither candidate is qualified, like they have a blank space, mm-hmm. like write your candidate name. Like you remember yeah, how yeah, they yeah. Had, like, mm-hmm. that whole yep. that whole stupid issue with like the gorilla, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, there was I one state actually... that were like um some guy said like. He said it joking around. I think he was like a comedian or something. Like if he didn't want yeah. either per, like person that was running for something that I think he's governor. So he was a governor or whatnot. Like he said it jokingly and people actually did it and he got voted in. Yeah, he did. And that's probably, I think, like why, you know, the system is kind of like, you know, stupid in a way, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. But then again, it's like if you question it a lot, you're just like. Why? Why are we doing this? But I guess you know it, it kind of benefits everyone. I mean, it doesn't benefit us, but you know, I guess it is what it is. But that's the thing. Like people with mentality, it is what it is. Like, no, you have a voice. You have like that option to vote. So why don't if you're not doing it for yourself? Okay, fine. If you don't agree with either candidate, and let's say your mom. Um, really liked one candidate, be like, okay, I really support him. Be like, okay, I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my mom. And if my mom could vote, she would vote for this person. And that's the mentality that a lot of us are going with, you know, this year. You know, especially, in a, you know, four years ago, a lot of people weren't impressed with Hillary. You know, like, I think the whole... My general opinion is that basically Americans don't think enough or like are just simple minded like they when you go to like a rally or something you expect like you know to be convinced you know Mm -hmm. to buy a product or you know to be convinced in words right however every politic that speaks nowadays they speak like in long you know uh long you know paragraphs or like you know big words that people don't understand Trump was the opposite. He like I was actually he dumped seeing, it like, down for all his dumb dummies. Exactly, but I guess that's what you need, you know, nowadays because no, I mean it's it's kind of retarded. And yes, well, we most get of to the say, supporters no, are retarded. Is, by the way, this is a podcast. We can say whatever we want. This is not a PG thirteen. Uh, <laughs> forgot to mention that to you. But yeah, I feel I don't like, curse like you know, that, in order... do I? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I guess like when you're really pissed off. No, but I I don't really curse. It's rarely when I do. In Spanish, you do. I know that. Really? In Spanish, you do. Yes, in Spanish, you do. Hmm. I need to pay attention now. 
especially when you drink wine. Oh. See, that's a different story. Me and wine, no, that's that's a different another person comes out. <laughs> uh I know we're gonna switch topics because I think I already lost my train of thought with like the whole political thing. Yeah, the point uh, was people are stupid. Don't vote for Trump, vote for someone else that's not him. Vote for Geo twenty twenty. Yes, vote for Geo twenty twenty. Please do. Uh, have you read? Your support means everything. With every one dollar that you donate, it will make me, you know, a little bit much more closer to food. Oh, please shut up. You live right across <laughs> the right aid. <laughs> have you restocked on wine? I actually only have like half a bottle left. Really? Mm-hmm. I had like three. Like, wow. I haven't really wow. been like drinking like that either. Well, it's because, really? yeah, because I'm taking, like, my pain pills, and then, you know, pain pills and wine don't really mix. So, <laughs> if I'm having a good day, I'll have, like, a glass or two. That's not bad. Yeah. You know what I miss? I really miss wings. I want wings. What's, what's kind of funny, now that you mentioned that, like, three weeks ago, I think I ordered wings for my whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, Somewhere. Was from Black. Oh, really? They went to deliver to your house. Yeah, they went to the. They only delivered. I think the was it like the two mile radius. Mm-hmm. I you should call them if you want wings. Yeah, I I um, know they like I, but I didn't know how far they could deliver. But I know they were doing delivery. Uh-huh. Anyway, so they you should, ordered wings for your family and. I wasted. How much did I waste? Like a normal order, like basically on a Wednesday, I think like if it's just like, remember how back in the days, it, like we would it was like a dozen for like $7 or something like that. Yes. Remember when we used to go in groups of four? Yeah. And, we would uh, pay like, like less, to less than 20 each. I think the most that we would pay altogether would be like 40 something. No, not. See, it's weird because I would go out with you guys, but I also go out with my coworker. But I never paid more than twenty. Mm-hmm. No. For the delivery itself and everything, I paid a total of sixty-two dollars. But then again, it's like right now I understand why they're doing like the wings for ten dollars on Wednesdays because they need the money as well. Yeah, and plus, like, and you know, a lot of people they have to still pay their employees, which still a dozen wings for ten bucks is not a bad deal. Especially their wings. That's not a, that's not a bad mm-hmm. deal. I paid like sixty two dollars. I was just like, all right, whatever, I'll pay mm-hmm. whatever. It's for my family. Yeah, you know, I, obviously, I want to support Blackbirds. Mm-hmm. You know, they are you know awesome with us. So yeah, I paid sixty two something dollars, and you know, but yeah, if you, if you really want wings, you should call. You know. Yes, please do call. You know, Blackbirds is a local bar in Queens, Astoria, which is where is it on forty. 40- Third Street and 30th Avenue, they do have the best wings. And I say the best wings. 30th Avenue and 42nd 43rd. Street. It's on 43rd. 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 43rd is where the church is. No, 44th is where the church is. Oh, no. Is it? It's 42nd. It's between 42nd and 43rd. It's, for... it's on the corner. You heard it here, folks. Oh my god! Yeah, it's either or. You're yeah, it's on Forty Second Street because where I work at is on Forty Third. You're right, Forty Second Street. I was right. 
Oh, shut up. That is right. That's um, right. You're annoying. <laughs> I wish right. I wish right. <laughs> yeah, well, they have the best wings. And I love their sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to change topics right now because you're going to get me hungry and I haven't eaten. And I'll probably eat after the podcast. Really? So, um, I some quesadillas today. Yeah. With, um, quesadillas de papa with some soup. <gasps> It was delicious. Oh. But you know what I really want? I want your mom's bombasos. Those shits were banging. I'm not going to talk about that because uh, <laughs> that's going to be done into like probably when this all dies out. And you reminding me of that's going to make me even more hungry. We made, we tried to do bombasos here the other day. They were good. I'm not going to lie. They were good. But still, it's, it's, I think it's better when someone else makes them. Than when you make them. Oh. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I think my invitation got lost in the same. Band. Same. The same thing happened to me when Andy got invited. My my invitation got lost. Hmm. I see. You no, know, the mail, the the, the UPS, the postal service is not so good. They'd be losing a lot of invites. Like I didn't get my invitation to Andy's baby shower. Hmm. I see, I see. We may have to, you know, give a phone call to those mail carriers about exactly. that. Exactly. Anyways, change of subject. <laughs> so I want to get to know a little bit more about, like, you know, your career now. Because as of right now, you are in the field of ER. No. No, I could be wrong, right? I'm not, I'm not well, depend, what, it, what does ER mean for you? Isn't it like emergency? I forgot the R. It's like emergency something, right? Like EMS. Emergency medical services. And and what's your position uh, in there? (laughs) My mind went to a differently, totally different place. Anyway, you're like, what position do I like? Where am I in? <laughs> well then. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. You dirty naughty like, girl. You dirty naughty. No quarantine does some things to you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I am as an EMT. Do you want me to tell you what that stands for? Yes, Emergency please. medical technician. What's what's your role like? You know, in, in that, like, okay, okay so when people call 911 and people show up in ambulances, those are EMTs. Mm. So you help transporting the yes. patients, right, to the hospital? Yeah, so right now I am in what it's a pre hospital, not a pre hospital per se. It's mainly transport, um, which doesn't mean, like, you know, I do get some what we call well it's like a code one which is like a somewhat emergent type of call but i am trained to do emergencies basically yeah so that's fun sirens are so much fun i was telling my mother the other day i missed being in an ambulance and like with sirens and i just miss it i miss it so much 
And I was like, you're crazy. How can you like having sirens on? Like, doesn't it mean someone's in trouble? I'm like, yeah, but it's fun. I'm like, it's so much fun. But I mean, obviously with the situation, it's not the best job to have right now. But still. Like, people from my, like, I still talk to my coworkers, you know, people from out of state are coming in to help New York, which is great because they're like, oh, we get to meet new people. They tell us about their experiences and we tell them about our experiences. And, like, when we hear, like, yo, I would talk to our coworkers, like, how was your day? The first thing they're going to tell you is, like, the craziest calls. Like, oh, I had this patient that did this or did that and this this thing happened. And we're like, oh, my God, that sounds like so much fun. But. Yeah, unfortunately, those phone calls are not always the best calls to get. So, yeah. I was actually going to tell you about that. Like, you think, like, especially now with, like, the whole virus scare, you know, and all the phone calls drastically going up. Like, like, I don't know, like, as in you and your person yourself, you think you would have handled all of those phone calls? Um, it takes an emotional toll, emotional, physically, mentally toll. Like, I don't know if, like, it would be the first time I would ever deal in a situation like this. It's like people when it was like back in 911, some people retired from the field. They couldn't go back. Or if they did go back, they like had PTSD, um, like, again, I said, I'm not working right now because of, specific, like, you know, I'm, I got hurt on the job. Um, but, yeah, then, like, recently, I think it was this week or this past week that a EMT committed suicide because it was, like, I'm assuming it was too much. Like, it, it's too much. Sometimes it's a lot. And people try not to take it home, and some people don't understand it. Um like they don't grasp why we do what we do or if they do say they understand they really don't but me personally I don't know how I would have responded to it or how I would respond I guess I'll find out when I go back but hopefully by then it's a little you know calmer but then you hear we're gonna have a second wave which is going to be worse but for me, it's like, I want to go back. I want to help. It is my city. It is where I live. I want to help as much as I can. But then again, it's like, fears like a lot of healthcare workers, a lot of people that are working, a lot of essential workers. They're like, well, if we go to work and then our scare is more like, what if we bring it home to us? Like, what do we bring it home to our family members? And okay, maybe us, we may be healthy, or whatnot, but whatever family, like, you know, some of us live with our older parents or grandparents or people that have um, serious um, conditions and then they don't survive, you know, and then you think like, oh, well, maybe if I hadn't gone to work, maybe, you know, if I stayed home and I wouldn't have caught it and I wouldn't have given it to my family member, my family member would have still been alive. So that's like the scary part about it. And it isn't behind in my head because I do have family that's telling me, like, yo, don't go back to work. Just stay home. But I'm, in my head, I'm like, I want to go and help as much as I can. But I can't. Well, not right now. Not until I get better from my shoulder. I guess that's the mentality of everyone, you know, that's in the 
medical field, you know, they want to do their best efforts and, you know, saving people's lives. You know, this is a, this is a virus that's not really like understood because of all the symptoms and everything, you know, that's like, it, it became yeah. like a confusion because you hear things from one side and you hear things yeah, from the other. Yeah, because it's like not so everyone gets like... the same symptoms and that's what people need to understand. They're like, oh no, but I had this and this person had that. No, not everyone has the same immune system. Not everyone's the same. It's, it's what I tell some people like, yo, like we're, you know, knock on wood, we're healthy right now. If we get a cup, um, what like, you know, we, if it does get infected, like, you know, we can get some antibiotics and like, you know, we clean the wound and whatnot. But if a diabetic gets a cut and it gets infected, you know, it could get gangrene, it could get infected, it can ca- cause to amputation just from a simple cut. So like everyone's different. I actually, actually was going to tell you, um, you see all the protests are happening and, and everything. You being a part, you know, at mm-hmm. EM, EMS, mm-hmm. EMT. Yeah. EMT, right? You being an EMT, you see all the protests going around and everything. Um, you were just saying like, yes, you know, the fear is, you know, bringing the virus to home. Uh, and especially with you, you know, because you have a big family, you know, like, I think like, that'll be like in the top of your mind, like, you know, like, oh my God, like I have to clean myself and everything. I can't basically like, you know, go home with this, you know, like that's the major scare for everyone. But like the people in the protest don't understand this. Like, how do you view this as, you know, the, as being a big it's, issue? They're just being stupid. They're being, they're, they're spoiled. That's what it is. They're used to living in a country, which again, America is supposed to be the land of the free and all this stuff and this great stuff, but they're not telling them you can't like go out. Like go if you need to go out, fine, go out, go out just for what you need. Like you don't need a haircut, you're fine. Like is it? Do you want one? Do you feel uncomfortable without one? Yes, but you don't need it. Do you need um, to work? Yes, you do need to work. Some people like. Again, they have financial hardships, um, but you need to learn how to like cut down on certain things, like you know, budget more. Uh, it's it's frustrating. It really is frustrating seeing these protesters. And my thought, it's like, really, you want to protest? You you're saying that you know, the cure is worse than the illness, and you know all this stuff. Okay, fine. You want to go out without PPE? You don't care about anyone else? Fine. Sign a DNR. Sign a DNR, and when you do get sick, and when you do go into um, cardiac arrest or when you go into respiratory arrest, sign a DNR. So that way we don't have to, like, take our time and efforts into trying to save your lives because obviously you don't care about yours. Like, just sign it, and we'll just, okay, that's it. You're done. Next one. As harsh as it sounds, but, like, don't make people waste their time and effort if you're not going to, you know, take care of yourself. Like, if they're going to sign a DNR, fine. By all means, do that. And a DNR is a do not resuscitate. Basically meaning if I go into anything, cardiac arrest, cardiac um, respiratory um, arrest, don't do anything to help me, leave, let me die. That's basically what it is. So if those people are willing to sign them, by all means. Do you think that, okay, like what you said, yes, it makes sense, but don't you think like 
the people in the in the medical field like will feel like you know like oh man like even if they sign yeah it, they want to help, help out i think for a fact that even if you did wrong to them like they would 100 like won't abandon you just you know especially during these they're going to want to help but that's a, it's a it's a legal document we're respecting your wishes so but in a way it's like okay we're not well i'm not saying we because i'm not working right now but they're not going to spend more time on you when they can spend it with someone else that may have a better chance the way that i'm hearing you speak like you know like so much with passion and everything for this job you know it makes me think oh man like carla grew up because i 100% I think I've been I told you this the other day I didn't expect you to be in the medical See, field. and you're not the first person to tell me that and I why but why would you not expect me to what would you okay like you said um you saw me in my other job because I did like spending time with the kids and you know I was all for my kids but it wasn't what I wanted to do I wasn't I was content but I wasn't like happy and I wasn't excited to go to work what was your dream job, you know, before this whole thing came about? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I ever had a dream job. For a while, the only thing I kind of wanted to do was be a poacher officer. You got that? Oh, that's it? Yeah, a poacher officer. Uh, uh, how come you didn't continue with that, like, with that dream? Because I was a kid and it wasn't realistic. I wouldn't be able to be a poacher officer. I would have to live like in Australia or something. Do you know what a poacher officer is? I'll Google that. <laughs> I'll Google that. And I guess all of the listeners will Google that. But this isn't like the podcast where I Google things. So if you want to explain it to me, by all means, do so. Okay, so poacher officer is basically an officer um, that goes after poachers. Poachers are for, like, people who um, go and kill animals. Oh, that, that. Yeah, like, animals that are going extinct or animals that are, you know, in high demand, like, alligators or such things or, like, um, rhinos and things like that. That's what a poacher officer is, basically. And as you can tell, there's no rhinos around here that you can go and hunt. I must be the most dumbest podcast you know person right now but yeah uh moving on because i am sounding more of a dumbass as you know time goes by (laughs) no i mean i didn't even know i think i was like in elementary school when that came up how i don't really remember i remember i was like i was really all for like you know i'm still i am like for like um advocating for animals you know taking care of them and all this stuff, and I was like, oh, you know, what would make a difference? Um, well, not that nothing makes a difference, but I was like, oh, I want to do something, I want to do something, you know, something different, and I actually really don't remember where that came from about, but yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a um, poetry officer. I kind of then wanted to be a veterinarian, but then I was like, nah, then I would have to treat all types of animals, and I'm uh, like, nah for it. I mean like I love animals but just certain animals that I'll be like oh my god I'm too scared to touch them I know from mutual friends of ours that you weren't much of like that person that wanted to be in school 
so I mean, like when you told me that you were going to be, you know, in the medical field, I was really much surprised and everything, you know. So, I mean, like, what made you like want to actually like go for this, you know, and actually, you know, accomplish, you know, yeah. this? Well, it was yeah. it, okay. I really didn't know what I was, I was like right after high school. Oh, bueno, I just didn't know what I was going to do. Okay, okay, le llamo. Okay. And um, I remember you remember my friend Sandy. Yeah. Okay, so with her, I was like, we just really didn't know what we wanted to do. Like, we know we wanted to go to school. We wanted to know we wanted to study, but we just didn't know what we wanted to do. So there's a school in Manhattan called Co-op Tech. So it's like for um, high schoolers, but it's also like up to I think 21 years old. Um, that they like, it's like a vocational school. Well, it is a vocational school. Like they teach you trades. So I was like, oh, you know, let's let's go see that out. So she went for early childhood care. Um, but then I like kids, but I just wasn't so into it. And then they had this um, pre-EMT course. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go and try it. Yeah, like, just to do it. And then okay. I went okay. and the teacher I had, he was really great. Um, Mr. Fernandez, he actually, okay. he was okay. one, if not the person that made me want to go for it. He, like, talked about, like, his experiences and, you know, what it was. And I'm, like, he was, like, saying how, you know, he was helping people. And it just made him, you know, different. Like, I was, like, oh, okay. So I got excited for it. And I started to go into it more and more. And then, yeah, I then afterwards I was, like, okay, wow, I can, I think I can do this. I mean, like, you know, I'm not scared to look at blood. I'm not scared. Like, you know, things catch my attention. Like, when people say, like, oh, you know, someone, I know it's horrible. Like, someone broke their foot or, you know, someone got injured and you see all this blood and gore and, like, the bones. And I'm like, really? Oh, my gosh, that sounds so cool. Even though it's horrible for the person. <laughs> but I'm like, it's interesting to me to see all that. I was like, you know, it, I, I, it was just interesting. And then and when I my dad had his, his accident, um... You know, I was really thankful for those people, like, you know, those texts that came and helped him. Because I'm like, yo, they were under pressure. You know, like, all those, like, minutes after an accident or something like that really make a difference. And I remember the attack that took when I got here to in front of my house, which is where the accident happened. He was really calm, right. really supportive. You know, he really helped me. And, you know, he was very reassuring, even though I was, like, frantic and you know worried like he was able he was able to take me over to my family and then you know I was able to thank them be like thank you you guys you know really helped my dad you know in a way they well they were the first respond like first responders that got there and were able to make a difference between my dad like living and dying so that really right. pushed me to be like okay I want to do this I want to be able to help so yeah that's how I got into it so the gig at, like, with the dancing school, like, how did you get it? That one, um, where was it? Okay, so, like I told you, I went forced to school for it. Or, so I took my EMT course three times. <laughs> um, I am not proud to say it took me three times. Um, the first one, I took it, and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I got this. I, I really didn't go in with that mentality and that maturity to be like, you know, I really have this 
sit down and study and like you know actually work for it so I thought it was like oh my mentality I'm like oh it's like high school you know they teach you you study a little bit you'll take the test but no like they'll talk to you about it but if you really want to like learn more it's mainly like you have to go and read the material by yourself and then if you have any questions ask the teacher afterwards like you know it was in high school that's what last recollection I have had of like learning anything was high school so that first one I like really flunked um and then that was the first and again the second time I went I really like did good um I'm not gonna brag but I like one of my instructors were like you know you're really one of the best you know you're really hands-on you really like it but on the day of my exam and I told everyone like my family my friends I'm like listen do not call me I have my exam today do not call me do not text me nothing I will reach out to you when I get out of this exam and I clearly remember like putting my phone on silent I clearly remember because the instructor or the proctor that was um going like looking over us for the exam He's like, you know, if anything rings or anything like that, you know, it will be an automatic, you know, zero. Like, I will kick you out. And guess what happened to me during the exam? You got a zero. No. But guess, guess what happened to me during the exam? You got a phone call? Yep, I got a phone call. So I was like, I was dying. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Who the heck is calling me right now? And luckily the proctor that was um looking over the exam was my teacher my instructor and he knew how focused I was and he just looked at me he's like shut your phone off and I like you know I took the battery out of my phone to make sure I wouldn't like ring again but after that like I got really really nervous I'm like oh great and I couldn't focus so I failed my exam by one point what this... year was this in <sighs> what year was this this was like in 2000 15 I think it was more or less um but yeah that like I took for that exam I quit my job like maybe two weeks before so I can actually study for my exam and like not worry about like I have to go to work or I have to do this or that like I quit my job because I was so sure I was gonna pass and I was so sure I was gonna start working and all this stuff and then I go and fail my exam by one damn point so I was in between jobs, and then my sister knew I was gonna. I was looking for a new job, so she's like, "Oh, listen, I know this lady that is looking for someone to work at a dance studio. Um, are you interested?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, let me. I'll go. Like, you know, it'll only be for the school year, which is ten months. So I'm like, it wouldn't be that bad. So that way, you know, my plan was like, okay, I'll go do this job. It's ten months. That way, I have time and." money to save up so I can um, study and take my exam again and well that was my you know my plan but nothing ever comes out as planned so yeah that's how I started there and I when I went to the interview I told them I'm only gonna stay there for one year I told them my plan I told them what I wanted to do what I wanted to like you know work as afterwards and they were okay with it um, but then that's the year my dad got into an accident and that one year turned into five years later. But yeah, better late than never. I'm kind of like trying to go like back memory lane. I'm like, did we actually meet before you were in the dancing school? 
Or like no, after. I think it was after. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. And yeah, it should make sense. Yeah, because in 2015, right, yes, you introduced us to Blackbirds. Mm-hmm. And I was still in college. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. 100%. All I remember, it was Melanie's birthday and Letty's birthday. And we were at that bar on 30th, which closed down. See, I feel like we met before. Well, before that. We might have met, like, in passing. But I think we never actually, like, sat down and, like, spoke to each other. And, like, actually got acquainted until, I think, that night. I do remember Melanie, which is like passed out, like already, like drunk. Yeah, thanks to you. What did I do? I leave her alone for ten minutes. Ten minutes, and you guys got her drunk in those ten minutes. Because I remember okay. it was her birthday and it was Lizzie's birthday, so you bought um, I think it was a Jager bomb. Okay, was for the record. I know. For the record. Uh huh. For the record, what's the, for the record? For, for the record, once again, let me explain. When I got there, it was already late, and I know for yeah, it was Letty's and Melanie's birthday. I do remember that I got her, me, and Letty a Jaeger bomb. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of like started it, and then I do remember you leaving her for ten fifteen minutes. 10, because I went to Something the restroom like and then I ran into, I don't remember who, but I wasn't, I was like not really, I was only gone for like 10, 15 minutes. And then I, okay. because you know, I know when I got there, you, I will, you guys were in the back of the bar. And then you, bought, like I said, you bought drinks for Letty and um, Melanie for their birthday. And then, you know, I think I had had like maybe one drink. And then I think she had another drink. Like, you know, that was her second drink, my my drink, my first drink. And, you know, you know, I don't like to chug, like, my drinks or whatnot. You know, I take my time. Um, but I remember her, she took, like, that one. And then she was going to go get another one. And with then when I she went to get her third drink, I went to go to the restroom. When I came up, I saw she had a drink. But apparently she had chugged, like, maybe two or three drinks within those 10, 15 minutes that I was gone. I know, I think she told me you bought her another drink, and I think Andy bought her another drink. And you guys... Okay, in my my defense, Mm -hmm. in my defense, I remember I was having a conversation with her, which led to buying another drink. After that, I feel like other people bought her a drink just because it was her Mm -hmm. birthday. I don't... Okay, so I just bought her a drink. I remember, like, I don't know who it was, but one person bought her a shot. That may have, like, turned the tables here and there, but, yeah. Yeah, But I know someone else bought her drinks, but she chugged those drinks while I was gone. So she knew if I was going to see her, I would have been like, yo, calm down. Don't drink too much, because I think it was her first night out in a very long time. Because after, you know, she got, um, she had Addie, she didn't really go out like yeah. that until that night with me. So I remember that night you were being like, you know, the good girl, you know, taking care of Melanie and well, all that. Yeah, because she hadn't gone from... out in a while. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want her to get drunk. You know, I do have to take her back home to her child. <laughs> so I felt responsible for her. From mutual friends, 
people have said that you have, you are like the bad role model. Really? No, I wasn't. Why even, do people say I wasn't that bad? Okay, I was like in between groups. Like you know, they have groups in high school where you're like you know the the Hispanic ones that you would always cut class and you know would go to hookies and whatnot and all this and all that. I really didn't do that. And then comparison to Letty and her friends, right? Like they were always in school. You know, they always wanted to like get good grades. I'm not saying they were nerds, but they were kind of were nerds. <laughs> but I wish I was one of those nerds that actually got good grades. Um, but yeah, they were like the ones that barely, like if, you know, if they would cut class, they would go to the park and play handball. But they were like, they really were like good students and like they would do their work and they had really good grades. So I was in between. I was like, you know, I have to stay in school. I have to, like, you know, get good grades. But then I also, I was also peer, well, not really pre-oppression, but, like, you know, I also like to go and be with, like, the, these cool kids and, like, hang out and blah, blah, blah and go to these things, which, which honestly, I didn't go to that many. So, bad in comparisons if you put me in Letty's group, but it was really good if you put me in the other group because I was always taking care of them. So, I was, I was, like, that right in-between person. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Letty that pressured you or no not, no i don't the, think pressured was like the word i was pressured because she would all be like when she would see i was like these kids gonna leave she'll be like no and she would drag me to class she's like you're not leaving and she would like literally drag me and she'll be like oh the teacher saw you already i'm like great now i have to stay but yeah and then like you know she'll be like you did that like you did you do that project did you do that homework and i'm like uh, uh yes but kind of no and kind of I sort of started it but I didn't quite understand it and she would help me so yeah she was a really like she would literally drag me to class which I think for her for it now that's kind of good to know I didn't know this side of her that she actually took care of oh, you yeah. I guess she doesn't want to admit it Letty doesn't like to admit to a lot of stuff not that it's bad or good but you know she's very sometimes very kept but back then yeah she was like always pushing me to like go and like you know go to class and do this and do that and like good good peer pressure if you had the chance to go to the to college not the university college would you have yes, done it in a heartbeat no but at that age yeah that you were, i would like, i think, you know, I think living that's life. why i didn't really focus so much in school per se because i knew like you know back then they didn't have like this DACA thing like that came afterwards like if I knew I would have been able like if I knew this thing would have come out back then I would have like been more focused and be like okay I am really getting good grades I am really gonna you know focus so I can like you know go to college and do all this stuff and whatnot but I guess because that was my mentality back then like oh you know if I'm not gonna be able to do it like you know go to college and do this stuff then why why work so hard but then I would see like other kids I'm like yo you you people are born here you can actually like you have that chance to go study and do all this where I can't like and you're out here like doing all the stuff like go go to college do your stuff you know I guess that's why I didn't put as much of an effort knowing all of this would you have gone to college for the prerequisites and then focus on a career or would you have just like you know just focused on the career like you know and done like the four-year college thing I think I would have done the prerequisites and then chosen something afterwards because 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I might have gone for, like, nursing or teaching. Um, I, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I w- wasn't, like, one of those kids um, that, you know, well, did you know what you wanted to do when you got out of, out of um, high school? To be honest with you, I just went for the prerequisites because obviously, you know, for like, you know, Hispanics, like what matters is that your child is the first one that went to, you know, college, you know, mm-hmm. that was like the main goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- I went, mm-hmm. I went, well, I went to LaGuardia just with like the mentality like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then I went, and then after that, I went to John Jay with the idea that I was going to be, you know, reunited with, like, a friend of mine from uh, LaGuardia, that she was going to go to John Jay. That was her mentality, to be, I think, a police officer. Letty wanted to be a police officer, and my best friend Charlie wanted to be, uh, what is it, like, one of those uh, people from Port Authority? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like one of those guards, right, from Port Authority. Okay, uh-huh. So we were, like, you know, the idea was, you know, okay, I'm just going to go to John Jay just for the fuck of it, you know, to, like, uh, be with friends. It was, I never had that idea of a career. So never. What like what made you want to go for, like, law? I mean, I guess it was just, like, you know, for, you know, seeing all, like, you know, st- the stupidity, because, like, I'm going to do a private, po- uh, private, blah, I was about to say broadcast, a uh, private podcast one day about like, you know, my life and everything as to like what, why I'm doing this and all that. But one of the mentalities was like, I wanted to be first a detective because I like, you know, the whole Batman series and all that. I love, you know, like the whole, you know, investigating and finding out shit. Mm-hmm. But then when I found, like when I saw, you know, discrimination firsthand, you know, at my job at a, Floralia at the Waldorf where I was working at and uh, I was just like I really you know like wanted to you know stick up you know for like immigrants you know like they didn't have basically have that you know chance to like stick up you know stand up for themselves especially if you didn't speak English mm-hmm. you know that was the hard part so that's what kind of changed my mentality you know, like yeah I want to be you know maybe you know a lawyer in the Department of Labor you know and you know, try to, you know, help people out, especially because, you know, the system is very much, you know, stupid and all that. Yeah. But that's like your mentality changes as you grow up. And so that's why I guess like, you know, I grew up. Yeah. But yeah. Um, as, as in general, like right now, like, how do you feel as, you know, a person, you know, how did you feel like, you know, life, you know, taught you a lot of things as to, you know, to get to where you are now or you know you still feel like you still have other stuff to accomplish to yeah, like you know I, get to that I next level definitely have a lot more to accomplish i mean like nowhere like you would ask my 15 year old me like what i thought i would be doing at this age i would have been like okay i am gonna probably have be married have kids um like you know stuff like that but now it's like so i i don't have a set goal right now it's funny how, you know, like you were mentioning the age of 15, you know, like to be married, have kids and all that. But I feel like, you know, especially in a Hispanic household, mm-hmm. I think that's the goal in general for everyone, especially Mexicans, you know, like mm-hmm. us. You know, it's like always, you know, like be married, have kids. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you know, have a career. Whereas like 
in some cases, I do see, you know, like, this is not, you know, a, you know, like a punch to the throat, you know, to all these, you know, people that we know. But I do feel like in some situations, I do see, like, you know, the wife having the career, but the guy, you know, just, uh, you know, working, you know, whatever they can. But it's, I, I don't think it's like, you know, that mentality anymore, you know. I don't you know, know if, like, is? I'm explaining myself. A lot of us are first generation, like, here. Or, like, first generation that, like, are growing up here. I, like, actually have more of an opportunity than what our parents were. I don't know about you, but most of my friends' parents, they don't have, like, careers. They just work in what they can or what they're, like, they can look for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, do you have any friends that, like, that parents actually had a career? Like, you know. From the top of my head, I would like to say no. I think I knew, like, an acquaintance who was lucky enough up there yeah i don't like friend wise have like close friends that be like oh yeah this is my parent was you know you know how they're like oh you know your dad was a doctor your grandfather was a doctor so now you're gonna be a doctor kind of thing it's like no like we're really the first ones that are gonna set this like like this path like you know we're we're breaking we're breaking tradition like we're breaking that like you know not curse but like we're breaking the normal for what our parents were even i also feel like well no, no, what were you gonna say no 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 i just i i i'm just gonna say like we're we're breaking tradition not tradition but we're doing more than what our parents were doing like i see a lot of people like you know even though they did have kids at a young age that are going through second or third marriages like they still have that career for them even if they started late and my hat's off to them. Like, you guys were able to do it with kids, with your significant other, with your, like, you know, life in general. And you're still able to do what you're going to do better late than never. And as far as I'm like, you know, we're, we're doing better. And what were you going to say? I also feel it's like the stereo. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, was, I also feel like it's like the stereotype, you know, as, you know, to us being labeled as, you know, like, you know okay, immediately once you graduate or, like, not even, like, graduate from high school, you're just going to, you know, find, you know, the one, have a family, and then, you know, work for the rest of your life to maintain your family. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was, that's the mentality that, our, you know, our parents have, you know, coming from, you know, like, places where, you know, you don't have, like, you know, this opportunity to study or, like, do something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have that old mentality. Whereas now it's just, like, you don't see that nowadays like you know there are like some lucky people who are like now have their careers but like i'm gonna be honest with you because a lot of people have mentioned you were supposed to be you know a mother now (laughs) right not that i was supposed to be but they were like you know you know how in high school you're like oh most likely to succeed most likely to this most likely you know most popular whatnot I think I was, like, in one of those top contenders, like, you know, most likely to be a teen mom kind of thing. But, yeah, I'm, like, one of the last ones to have a child. If you want to count my cat as my child, then, yeah, I have my child. And look how the tables have turned. Yeah. It was actually the quiet ones, the ones that were, like, all innocent that ended up, like, being with those kids. Like, you know, having kids, which, again, there's nothing wrong, but it did make their life 
slightly more complicated or not difficult. It was more challenging. I think that's the word I want to say. Are you happy now where you are at in life? Like you said, like before, like you still have more things to accomplish, but are you happy now? Like, as in like, if, if today was like the last day, are you happy? Hmm. I'm happy now as far as like with my family friends but if you're saying like you know I this today was my last day and I'd be like okay I did what I could like you know I lived I cried I lived my life to the fullest and I accomplished what I wanted to no definitely not because I don't even know what I wanted to accomplish yet but I know I'm not there yet and I know I wouldn't be happy if like you know god forbid something were to happen and be like oh yeah she loved her life she did this she did that no Mm-mm. I'm not like content yet we are getting to you know the last few uh, minutes to the podcast because I'm running out of questions because I actually have a part two that I want to do with you in the in the somewhat future but the last question I really want to ask you is like obviously right now we're stuck in quarantine and you know, like the city is like not somewhat gonna, you know, open up to like sometime soon. So do you have any plans like as to like what do you want to do after? After quarantine's over? Yes. I wanna like I this is honestly what I wanna do. I wanna be able to go and hug my family. That's what I wanna do. Mm. I wanna be able to have like get together and hug my family because even though my cousins live right around the corner I do see them you know that physical contact it's very necessary like you know I want to be able to like hug my aunt and hug my cousins and just joke around or play around but now like even if I do see them we're very like you know don't touch me you know not that like we would never you know but like even for my like little Heidi, like before she'll she'll have that urge to hug you because that's the first thing that she would do when she see you. She'll be like, yeah, she runs she runs up to you and hugs you. Or like I would go and like, you know, have a I have a thing for butts, so I would go and like you know, like playfully smack my aunt's butt or like my cousins, and now like you know, just that normalcy of like having that contact or like that affection that you would normally have with someone that's what I miss and I think that's what I would want to do the first thing like you know go a be able to like hug my family that's probably the nicest thing I have heard you know from other people like not mentioning from the podcast you know like the three previous people that I interviewed you know they have like their plans as well you know and I respect them 100% Yours is actually, like, really honest, you know, especially because of you. You're you're a family person as well as, like, you know, Andy. So, I mean, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Now, if you ask anything, any doing that, what I want to do, I would want to go to a bar, have wings and have a drink. Like, and just have a chill night, like, just laughing and hanging out and catching up. But first, I would want to go with my family. <laughs> Wow, that kind of changed so fast from sad to like, all right. Well, I. Yeah, I get you 100. I get you 100%, obviously. 
anything else you want to say? Nope. I think if there's anything else you want to say. This has been Peas in the Pod. Thank you. <laughs> right, bye.